today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, Ontario Liberal documents outlining how hydro prices will spike in the next four years became public yesterday. The Liberals had promised a 25% cut by June 1st. However, these papers indicate that's not the long-term plan and things will go up from there. Uh, that as, uh, of course, uh, Minister of Energy uh, Glenn Tebow announcing how all of this uh, rebate is going to work. Joining us now, Glenn Tebow, Minister of Energy, Ontario Liberal Party. He is with us now. Hello, Glenn. How are you today? I'm doing well, Scott, and yourself? I'm doing very well, and thank you very much for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate this, Glenn. Uh, your comments on this Liberal document that was leaked yesterday. So um, the one thing is, you know, we've been working on this plan, as you mentioned, to reduce everyone's bills in this province by 25%. We've been doing this for months. Um, and, you know, the, the documents that the Conservatives leaked yesterday uh, was one iteration of many, many documents that we were looking at with many, many projections that we continue to work at. And so the 25% reduction that we introduced in legislation yesterday will be coming July 1st. But then we also said that we're going to hold that to the cost of inflation for four years. After that, the projections of where the costs will go come from the long-term energy plan, not from projections that Cabinet was looking at when we were working on this piece. And so, you know, that's why I was like, it's not entirely accurate when you're looking at how we were working on these documents. People are going to see this reduction right now, and then we're going to work to take costs out of the system to keep the projections as flat as possible. Uh, You talked about the Conservative leak yesterday. I thought it was a Liberal leak. How do Conservatives get their hands on your papers? Uh, Well, that's that's an interesting uh, interesting question. At the end of the day, it's got to come from your camp, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's also lots of people that work within the bureaucracy, and you know what? I'm not a hundred percent sure how uh, how confidential cabinet documents get uh, get into the hands of uh, you know the opposition. But you know, it, it, it none of it was anything new because what we've been saying all along is the 25 percent reduction is coming thanks to the Ontario Fair Hydro Plan. But the Fair Hydro Plan is like remortgaging your house. We did say it's going to cost more, and we did say it's going to take longer to pay off. But no, at no time were we ever talking about a 10% increase in 2028. No, that was not something that was ever talked about or ever uh, even part of our discussions. The projections on where we see our costs going uh, come from the long-term energy plan. In 2010, we have a long-term energy plan that said our costs today should have been on average at uh, about $178.00. By pulling costs out of the system, which we have done over time, the average bill in, in Ontario right now is $156. And with the Fair Hydro plan, come July 1st, that average bill will be $117. And I've already got our system operator looking at ways of pulling costs out of the system. I already have our Ontario Energy Board through the Fair Hydro plan working with our utilities to see if there's red tape that can be reduced to pull costs out of the system. So we're going to continue to find ways to flatline our projection to keep costs for our energy in this province as low as possible. Uh, Why discount the rate for four years, then raise it? Why not, if we're refinancing this, why don't we start the payments now as opposed to after the election and all that sort of stuff? I mean, it appears that, you know, we have lower rates for the first four years uh, during election time and such, and, and for you guys to relaunch your party. And then after four years, that's when they really start to skyrocket. Why not just have the payment plan start now? Well, 
we are continuing to pay down the global adjustment. So no, but why, it seems that after four years, we're paying more. Why aren't we just paying more now and have, like, if we've, we've, we've done a refinance, we've taken a 20-year loan and we've yep. extended it to 30 years, and then it seems like we've got a grace period for the first four years and then it really starts to kick in. If we're refinancing this, why don't we start at the beginning and go? So we are refinancing and people have asked for actually substantial relief, which is the 25%. And then people asked for, for lasting relief, which is the next four years. But that's not to say it's going to skyrocket after, you know, after the four years. We've kept it at the cost of inflation for the next four years. And it's my job with it as the Minister of Energy and the Ministry to, other, to find other ways of pulling costs out so we don't see any large spikes in terms of where the costs are going. By pulling you know, um, the costs out, and I've already, like I said, have market renewal and capacity auctions being reviewed and you know, the red tape, that's not to say that price, prices are all going to sudden spike after year five. We can pull costs out that are actually going to save money and make our electricity more affordable as we continue to see new technologies, as we continue to see you know, the, the, the ISO, our system operator, bring forward that capacity auction, which actually will reduce costs. So, you know, we can't predict where the Canadian dollar will be in 10 years, but what we can do is project where we see it. It's the same thing with... Well, you also can't... We also... Long-term... Our long-term energy plan will bring us to We that. also can't predict what interest rates are going to be like in 30 years by the time we finish paying for this, unfortunately. Uh, let me ask you this, Glenn. Rather than yep. just refinancing this, why not fix the mistake? Why not go back to the initial plan, make corrections, fix the plan instead of just punting it down the road? Like Again, it's as if we've got a car with a default, but instead of getting it fixed, we're just extending the time in which to pay it because the repair bills are too high. So I'm, I'm assuming when you're saying uh, the plan, you're talking about the Green Energy Act of 2009. Yeah. Okay. So when we're talking about the Green Energy Act, yes, we've acknowledged that the way that those, uh, some of those contracts back then were procured um, were procured the, the wrong way, right? That's the great thing about hindsight being 2020. But to cancel those contracts, um, that would cost us a lot more in terms of legal fees, uh, you, you name it, right? The penalties, all of those things. So that would be a significant cost. And that's one of the things that the Conservatives keep talking about that would actually cost us more. But what they don't look at is the 42,000 jobs that were created by the Green Energy Act. Having renewable energy in our province has, yes, we actually had, you know, we were the tip of the spear on many things, but it has created jobs. Down in Tilsonburg, they're actually, you know, at the Siemens plant, they're actually building wind turbines that they're putting on a truck shipping it to Hamilton, putting it on a boat at the port, and sending it to the U.K. We've now... You know what, Glenn? Why are we... You know, the only one we hear that from are you guys. Like, the only... When when everyone talks about how all the... Talk about all the jobs that are being created in this new industry, we don't hear any of that other than from you guys, and you always make reference to the Siemens plant in Tilsonburg. (laughs) Like, like if there's there's all these... I like to use for you. No, I I understand that. I understand that. But if the jobs are bloating at the seams from, from all of this, there should be other people talking about it other than you. And the fact is, we just haven't seen that material. Materialize, but the 40, it is forty-two thousand jobs from not only you know Tilsonburg, but in Waterloo, in Cambridge, in Sault Ste. Marie. I'm in North Bay today, but in Sault Ste. Marie, they're making solar panels that they're exporting to the U.S. You know, we have got a sector here now that is creating jobs and creating wealth for the province, and we want to ensure that that continues. 
And, you know, if people don't like renewable energy, I don't think anyone wants to go back to coal. I don't think any, Glenn and Glenn, and you guys have this argument with me all the time, and I just simply do not want to go there. This is not about green energy. It's not about that at all. All Ontarians are green. This is about overpaying for green energy. And you said earlier that hindsight was 2020 on the way that you uh, procured these these contracts. Uh, Hindsight is 2020, but that's why we have due diligence. Why was that not done? And how do we have confidence in your government to do that due diligence on things like the clean energy adjustment or even cap and trade? It's not about hindsight. It's about doing your homework before you pull the trigger. Yeah, well, homework was done. There was no industry. There was no renewable industry in Ontario back in 2009. And that, at the time, that was the cost of the contracts. It's great news for us now when we see the cost of renewable energy coming down significantly. So we do do our homework. We do ensure that we make sure that all of the renewable energy, both solar and wind and biomass, that we get it as cheap as possible. And that's why we've now changed. That's why when we're talking about the Fair Hydro Plan and some of the things I was talking about earlier, the capacity auction, market renewal, will make sure that that never happens again. I don't care if it's, if it's wind, if it's solar, if it's biomass. I'm not going to say we need a 1,000 megawatts of wind and then have no competitive tension and have sole source contracting. I'm going to say we need a 1,000 megawatts of power and give us the best renewable power that we can get at the cheapest cost to ensure that it's affordable for ratepayers. So we do do our due diligence. We do do our homework to make sure that we can keep costs low. Uh, talk about the clean, uh, the clean energy adjustment, Glenn, and, and is this, again, when we see, and again, I'm just, I'm being devil's advocate here, Glenn, but, yeah, but no, hey, no problem. But, I, I but again, <laughs> when we see the clean energy adjustment, we think of the global adjustment, we think of the debt retirement charge, which you guys fought, you know, hard uh, against, uh, and getting cleaned up and we finally did. And, and now we have this, I mean, we're exactly where we were before when, when you guys were cutting up the past government for all of this punting down the road. How is this so, going to, how is the clean energy adjustment going to work? So they, they are two different entities. Um, the debt retirement charge was actually under the old Ontario Hydro uh, entity. When that dissolved and became Hydro One and OPG and everything else, there was some hidden debt there. And that hidden debt needed to be repaid. And that's what the debt retirement charge was. And that's what that was revolving around. And that's how that was taken care of. When it comes to the clean energy adjustment, as we've said before in the conversation I know we've had in the, in the past and talked about earlier, is that the clean uh, energy adjustment is the remortgaging of this global adjustment component that we've talked about. And that's where you'll see those increases will start. And we've always said this, that this will cost us more and it'll take us longer to pay off. That's what's going to start at around 2026 is the repaying of the money that we've borrowed to actually lower rates today to make it fair for everyone who are going to utilize these assets. Let me ask you this, Glenn. If Kathleen Wynne and yourself and the rest uh, were to do this all over again, start from square one right now, what would you have done differently? Um, I wouldn't, you know, when you look at the Green Energy Act, I wouldn't have been so specific in terms of, uh, of what type of technology that we wanted. And that's where, you know, if when I say that hindsight piece, I would not have done the uh, sole sourcing of contracts. I wouldn't have done any of those. 
I would have been very agnostic and say, you know what, we're going to be neutral in what type of power that we procure to ensure that we can actually get the lowest price possible. That wasn't happened, you know, back then. You know, we were incentivizing an industry and all the things that we talked about earlier. That was the one thing that I would uh, I would look at uh, doing differently for sure. Uh, Quebec boasting about all the hydroelectricity they got. Why? why and, and, you know, you just announced n- not too long ago that you were going to be purchasing power from them. Why not start there? Why did, why did we not start there instead of creating this self-inflicted wound? Well, because right now, Quebec in the wintertime needs to get power from us. They don't have enough power to meet their demands in the winter, and we get real close to running out of power in the summer because they are a winter-peaking generation and we are a summer-peaking generation. So, you know, the, the two, yes, we can actually share that, and that's what part of what we share our power, and that was part of what our agreement talked about, is sharing two terawatts of power. And so we will actually, uh, you know, send some of our power to them, when we have a surplus, they send it to us so we can actually meet our demands in the summer and they can meet it in the winter. So just to say that we can tap in and build a line to Quebec, there's a lot more to it than that. We're utilizing what we can. We're sharing more and more with Quebec. But at the same time, we need to ensure that we can meet our own requirements and our own capacity needs because no one wants to go back to the rolling brownouts and blackouts that we had in 2003 when we couldn't meet our own demands. And that was part of the problem back then. Glenn Tebow has been with us, Minister of Energy, Ontario Liberal Party. Glenn, thank you for the time as always. Much appreciated. Scott, always a pleasure talking with you. Have Take a great care. Day. You too. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.